podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Final score at Celtic Park, Celtic 3, Jablonek 0 and Celtic get through the Europa League playoff against Alkmaar next week with an aggregate scoreline of 7-2. This is Tino from the Celtic Exchange, tonight I'm joined by James. James, what was your take on tonight's game? Yeah, good professional job done. Um, a team progressing every single time we see them, players starting to settle, flowing football, three goals, fans back at Parkhead, just a great night. Yep, tick, tick, tick. Um, what we'll do just to get us started, we'll run through the lineup. So the the big kind of headline, not huge, of course, but Abada missed out, and I think Angie since cleared that up. Apparently, just a a late niggle after training, and they didn't want to take any chances with him. He's only nineteen. He's probably played a bit more football than maybe he and Celtic thought at this moment in time. So no big concerns there. Eh? No big concerns. You know, players have got to be rested when they get small knocks. It doesn't mean we didn't miss him. Um, he's one of my favourite signings of the new batch. And he's really established himself at Celtic. So, yeah, any time Celtic play, I want to see him play. But you understand, small knock's got to be protected. Quick question, one word answer. Who do you prefer, Abad or Forrest? Well, Abad, Abad, do. Um, so, team line-up, Hart and goals. Ralston right back. Welsh and Starfelt in the centre. Greg Taylor to the left. Midfield three. Callum McGregor, Dave Turnbull. Rogic retained his place. And up top, Forrest, Kyogo and Christie. Who were the standouts for you? Rogic for a start, yeah, I thought he was great. Um, you're starting to see early versus Rogic, you know, the the great feet, but also the drive, the determination, you know, chasing balls down, all that stuff. So he, he was an absolute standout. Obviously, Turnbull getting two goals, um, he's made his mark there after a slow start to the season. So, yeah, those two would be my, my, my top picks of the game. Yeah, I thought Rodgers was great. Um, I think he just controlled the game. He showed his class at times, some clever flicks and just the way things opened out as soon as he got on the ball. And I thought he, he had a brilliant game. When they announced the man of the match, I thought it was going to be him. But it's hard to argue with somebody getting a couple of goals. I think, and this is not to be too critical, I think despite his two goals, Turnbull will have far better games than that as well in a Celtic shirt. But it was two very nice finishes and, and great to see that for his confidence. Um, what about the midfield in general? McGregor was pretty composed again. He just is. He's a composed player. Uh, much like Sunday, he's done a lot of you know thankless work, just breaking stuff up, moving stuff on, controlling things. But yeah, he, he's just he's, he's a mature player now, and he's, he's settling in to the captaincy nicely. Yeah, I think. Uh, like a lot of us, you know, I, I questioned his uh, suitability for the captaincy role, but he seems to be growing into that with with each passing game and really, you know, just taking that responsibility. And it's good to see. So, um, for, you know, for the first note I've got here, the first minute of the game was Kyogo going through and goal. They'd have taken the roof off the place <laughs> if that one went in, wouldn't they? I think Celtic Park would be somewhere near the moon by now if that had gone in. Uh, just there was a, a lot of emotion obviously before the game with the fans being back with the applause for. You know those past, all that kind of stuff, and you know, a lot of fans seen Celtic live for the first time in you know nearly eighteen months. So to get a chance within the first sixty seconds, and so unlucky, you know, it, it could be criticised, I suppose, but 
the move itself is what was exciting, and if he'd scored that, yeah, would have been on Clyde nine. Yeah, and I think Rodic was at the heart of that as well with mm-hmm. the, the final pass. Kyogo, he did get the ball in the back of the net around about the 13th minute, but I think it was offside. We are a bit further down from that in terms of where our seats were, so hard to hard to say exactly whether it was or not. But that aside, I don't know if that maybe kind of sums up his game tonight. It was kind of, it didn't quite come off for him, did it, in the same way that it did on Sunday? No. But he was he was always putting himself in the, the, the right positions. He was making the right runs. He was bullying guys about twice his size. He get, he get booked yeah. uh, for for uh, just going for a guy or not going for a guy, just challenging a guy strongly. Um, so yeah, it didn't come off from the terms of his goal. If he'd played the ninety, I think he'd have got one. Yeah, he's been in Glasgow two weeks and he's run about like a ticket already. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, so eventually Celtic got the first goal in the twenty fifth minute. Um, David Turnbull as we mentioned very cute finish wasn't it and credit to Greg Taylor for the nice slide in pass lovely slip in you know like you say credit to Taylor he's, he's much maligned by many including ourselves um, I thought he had a really good game overall Taylor tonight um, but that, that ball just to find himself in that position he was a wee bit what do I do here he'll slip it in for Turnbull and a, a great finish yeah so that gave the place a lift naturally but what was your feeling just in general obviously you and I have been lucky enough um, to get along to a couple of the games so far, but this was the real deal again tonight. Celtic Park, almost full, obviously main stand pretty bare, but the rest of the stadium jumping, great atmosphere, um, really good pre-match as well, some kind of good stuff going on. How did you feel in general, you know, how the atmosphere was? Yeah, I thought the atmosphere was phenomenal. You know, just hearing an almost full Celtic Park rocking and singing, and when you've got Lisbon Lions and Jock Steen singing back and forth. That I mean, that's a, a big marker for just where we feel about COVID as much as anything else. That that, that felt we'd moved on to a stage where things are getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. I think it's also really important for you know key figures in the team, guys like Joe Hart, Starfelt, Kyogo. They've never witnessed anything like this before, and I dare say it's you know across their careers wherever they've played. Obviously, Hart's played at a big level, but Celtic Park and I think like tonight is is something special and something different. And it's important that these guys get to experience what it's really like to be a, a Celtic player. Yeah, that's as much part of their progress as, as everything else. You know, the, not just the responsibility of being a, a Celtic player in a full stadium, but the rewards that come with that, getting that back in, and I think they got it tonight. Yeah, so as I said, uh, that was 1-0 through Turnbull. Um, some nice play um, up to half-time, some really good stuff by Christy Kyogo himself. As you mentioned, he worked particularly hard. I think he got his yellow um, just before half-time, really just for putting in a shift. I think he had a couple of uh, ankle-biter-type tackles and, yeah. and he picked up his yellow. I don't think he's a yellow card kind of player overall. I don't think he's yeah, any thought of thug, but yeah, he's picked up the yellow, which is fine. Um Going into halftime, you're obviously very comfy in the tie at that point. So four two from the first leg, now five two after Turnbull's goal. There's there's nothing for Jablonek to play for at that time. No, and I think they deserve credit for the way they, they came out in the second half and even you know parts of the first half. They did have nothing to play for and they didn't chuck it. You know, a lot of teams could just go look at this. You know, nearly sixty thousand fans. We've got nothing here. We're not going to win the tie. Let's just you know bed inning, try and get up the road. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, you know, they kept trying to come out whenever they could, um, and they didn't. I, I thought we'd have got a few late goals with them tiring, and they didn't tire. So I think they deserve a lot of credit for tonight. Yeah, credit where it's due, definitely. So getting into the second half, um, first thing, or the first notable incident was 
what I felt was a lunge by Starfield, I was quite sure the ref was going to point for penalty kick. Could you see that much better than I could? Being two <laughs> no, spaces I, saw, up? I saw it the same. Uh, I'd like to see it in the, on the replays on the, on the telly later, but it didn't look too clever. Mm-hmm. Um, that aside though, um, Starfield had a very assured game. Yeah, you know, just very settled. Uh, and it wasn't that the ball wasn't coming his way. The ball was coming his way and he was you know, taking the passes, distributing it, do, just doing what we, we want him to do. And if, you know, these guys have been used to defending and clearing balls and now they're playing for an attacking team looking to build moves, it's a, not a brand new skill, but it's a, a development of their talent that they'll be getting used to. And he seems to be picking up very quickly given that he's only, what, his fourth game for Celtic? Yeah. So what you see just on that, on that very point is that you know as soon as we get the by kick Hart's got it down sharpish the boys are clearly on instruction so as soon as a ball goes out you know from the attacking yeah. team they're throwing one on right away for Hart to get the early by kick they weren't, um, they weren't until Hart told them I saw right. Hart go behind the goals and said give it straight away fair enough so they, they responded to that so as soon as Hart's getting it he's, he's got Welsh to his right Starfelt to his left and that's their first port of call if they can get it to these, these guys feet if not McGregor seems to be coming into the pocket as well I mean, it's it's so so clearly obvious that this is what Andrew's setting them up to do. It it didn't come without its sticky moments tonight, though. It's it's quite bizarre, you know. If I'd seen Celtic doing this six, twelve, eighteen, thirty-six months ago, I'd have been absolutely panicked. And I'm not fully relaxed about it, but I'm more relaxed than I than I maybe should be mm. because they they seem to have ways around this. It doesn't always come off, and there was a couple of those tonight. But it was like you say when when we. It, it's not going to the left and right fullbacks. McGregor's coming and filling that hole, and he's not getting chased because that would leave a gap for the defending team. So it does seem that like they've got a system that's that's working there most of the time. But obviously, when that doesn't work, you've got not not many options. You're losing a goal, you know. So they've got to just keep getting better. At that is all I would say. Yeah, I think so. And practice makes perfect and all that stuff. But the I suppose the more they do it, the more confident they'll become and the more second nature it becomes. So I mean we definitely had a couple of ropey moments, particularly towards the end. There was one where Joe Hart got his pocket picked and he was lucky, um, not to concede that moment in time. But listen, I suppose if, if there's a time to try it, it's when you're seven two up in aggregate. I think that is part of it. I think Angie's saying, you know, let's try and be more risky and see what happens, learn from it. What would you do to overcome that? And he'll be taking them into the training ground and saying Right, watch what happened here. If you'd done this, let's try out the pitch, etc., etc. So they're a learning team, and you can see them learning every week, and I think that's just another part of the, the education. Yeah. So 2-0 to Celtic after around about 56 minutes. Again, it's, it's that man, David Turnbull. It's a brilliant strike, isn't it? It's flew off his boot, but it's kind of stayed that same height throughout, and it's just caught the back of the net. It was a really sweet strike, yeah? It's real technique to do that, uh, you know, under pressure and you know receiving a ball and just getting that space he had a couple of goes at that on Sunday and it didn't quite come off so um, a peach of a strike there and kind of left the goalie with no chance it was so well tucked in Mm -hmm. it's some of the stuff that we've seen from him last year obviously despite how poor we were as a a team last year Turnbull's stats were high and obviously he was late coming into the team kind of November December time but he got a number of goals I think maybe 8 or 9 by the end of it last season and they're these kind of shots for the edge of the box now Obviously Celtic suffered, I think, from Christie and McGregor and various guys shooting from range last season, but Turnbull has shown that he's got a real accuracy about him. And as much as Ange wants to, you know, create, you know, bigger chances and shots from inside the box, he'll be happy if Turnbull finds himself in space anything from 
18, 20 yards out to have a pop. Yeah, different from Christy McGregor. You don't see much high wide and handsome from Turnbull. It's maybe just past the post now and then, or keepers making good saves. He's generally, I'd like to know his numbers, but he's generally on target at the very least. Yeah. So not long after that, there was an incident where uh, Kyogo went through on goal. Um, it looked like he got clattered off the goalkeeper. It broke to James Forrest, and at that moment, I think the linesman puts the flag up. James Forrest doesn't know that, I don't think, and he's kind of, I don't know, squirted that one past the post, but we'll maybe give him a pass on that. But what I think was funny about that incident was, so Kyogo's floored, and you're just thinking, tell me, no, you know, your, your main man or your, your new hero, and he's down on the deck, and he was down for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. And see, when he got up, I've never heard a roar like it. It was aye, like aye. something at a rocky, uh, you <laughs> know, just to get a real kind of boost. And it was great to hear. There's obviously this instant connection between him and the supporters, which is brilliant to see. And as I say, he'll have far better nights uh, than tonight. And obviously Sunday was, was one of those days for him where everything came off. He wasn't quite getting the break of the ball, but he showed a real willingness to, to continue to make those runs. He was constantly tracking back and doing his bit for the team. So he never got his goal tonight. And I'm sure as a, as a striker, he'll be disappointed. But it was another good, I don't know, 70-odd minutes that he got in the legs. And um, it's just good to see the, the enthusiasm from him. Yeah, definitely, and that connection is a big thing. Um, Celtic fans will always connect with guys who want to play football and you know have skill like Kyogo has and score goals like he has in such a short space of time. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing so far, and the, the defending from the front is something that's really surprised me. Not that you shouldn't expect that from all, you know, all your forward players, but your striker, that kind of striker, you don't always get that because he's he's too busy focused on scoring goals but defending from the front chasing guys down and that sort of thing starts to spread throughout the team that becomes infectious because it's like if he's doing that I can't be seen hiding in the shadows I've got to do it too Mm -hmm. you're seeing it right through the team it's not something you could ever accuse Tom Rogic of being you know a a hard working chasing back midfielder but listen he knows it's something you've got to do if you want to play in Angie's team and you see it from him and and everyone else across the board and it's really encouraging it must also be encouraging for a teammate to know that Everybody's got each other's backs, and you know we're working hard, and we're hunting in twos and threes rather than you know going at a guy yourself. So yeah, you know hard work is part of Angie's team, but it seems that everybody to a man has embraced it. I actually include Albin Ayeti in that now. You know Funny enough, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he didn't do much on the ball. He had a decent chance actually from something that uh, across Forest put in the box, but he did work hard. And if you were just looking at that and that alone, he. You know, and he, he's certainly not fame for his chasing back. He seemed to put in the shift as well. So clearly, just the the influence of Ange. Yeah, I, I think he knows plain and simple that if he doesn't do that, even if he was to score and he doesn't do that, he's not getting picked. That's that's the way it is. They're all taught that in the training ground. So you've got to be closing down. You've got to be defending from the front. Yeah. So despite having a very good game, very composed throughout in general, Callum McGregor did have a, a particularly slack back pass, which mm. left a guy in on goal. And lo and behold, we've seen something we didn't see a lot of last year. A Celtic goalie making a decent save. Two phenomenal saves in quite quick succession, actually, yeah. Um, it was Fraser Forster type stuff, you know. Just the striker's way the favourite there. And he, he somehow managed to kind of get the, the block. And then from the second one, kind of similar angle, actually. Um, two phenomenal saves in about two minutes. Yeah, I think he's, he's made himself big, but you know, there's, we talked about the attributes of goalies in recent times, whether it's good with the ball at the feet or you know distribution or coming out for crosses. The first job is to stop strikers scoring goals, and, and he done that really, really well tonight. So that was encouraging, and again, that will give his defence confidence that he's 
he's still the Joe Hart, or still can be the Joe Hart that everyone knows of. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, as I say, Kyogo came out for Eddie uh, in about the 66 minute actually, and not too long after, maybe 73 minutes or so, it's 3 0 Celtic. It's it's an interesting one. It's one of those ones where you would usually put the house on Eddie of old to tuck it away himself. He's tried a, a pretty cute finish and it's broke and that man James Forrest, uh, much maligned by you, James, and me also, uh, sliding in with another important goal. Yeah, on the, the Eddie side of things, great run to receive the ball and make the space. I thought it was a really poor attempt at a finish, trying to be smart, just put it in the net. Um, but, you know, Forrest's career is made up a lot of goals like that, you know, right place, right time, and absolute credit, but it's due on that, he's, he's, he's tucked it away and, you know, you're up the road with a great one. Yeah, I don't think Forrest had a particularly decent game tonight, but chalk it up as another goal for the, the stat counter and somebody else can throw that back at me, um, as I'm sure they will, Miff and others. Um, not long after that, in fact, immediately after the goal, Celtic have made a triple substitution, Turnbull, Rogic, Christie all come out, Sorrow, Montgomery and Ayeti come in. Very generally speaking at that point, I think the game's kind of fizzled out then, as it can do when you make so many substitutions. Yeah, it definitely took the sting out of things. It let them come into the game a wee bit as well. Um, there was nothing really... You're in a comfy position, but you want to keep that clean sheet as well. You know, it's something we've not been blessed with in the last 18 months, so um, it did. You know, the, the, the tempo dropped, and I think Angel have a, have a an eye on that. If I'm bringing on fresh legs, quite the opposite of the tempo drop, and I want it to stay the same or go up. Yeah, I thought Montgomery, to his credit, showed a bit of drive. Yeah. You know, a few times he was getting himself away from their kind of right-sided defenders and and, and breaking through. Um, so, you know, there's definitely something in Adam Montgomery and hopefully he'll get some more chances moving forward. Um, if you were getting a wee bit bored getting into the last 10 minutes, don't worry, because some clown came on for a pitch invasion. What's that all about? I just don't understand what guys get from that. I mean, that guy's huckled, he's in the cells tonight. For what? You know... Social media claim. Yeah. Jeez, oh, I really don't understand it. Yeah, just nonsense. I'm sure he had a, a good time before the game. He was clearly uh, high as a kite by the top, time he got to top that stage. To the it was quite a tackle. <laughs> it was decent, aye. Uh, for a guy that was carrying a bit of timber as well, so he, <laughs> he managed to get round. Um, as I say, the, you know, the game kind of generally fizzled out. That that chance that I mentioned about Ayeti, Forrest done well on the right hand side, clips it. And he could maybe have controlled it and you know had a go at it, but it's been a weak header and the end up. Then after that, as we're running down the clock, eh, Near Beaton comes in in midfield, no less. Remember that? Aye, I must have thought, how do you do this again? Yeah, so I think that was, I don't know, to give him minutes and whatever. Ange seems to like something in Beaton. He seems to keep bringing him in. But it is interesting that he didn't even try. I mean, he could easily have brought him on for Starfelt or Welsh. Interesting that he brought him into the midfield. And it gave, I suppose it gave McGregor a chance to take the acclaim. He's, I think Carl McGregor generally has, you know, by and large been popular with the fans over the years but he's kind of gone up a notch now I think a lot of the people are, a lot of the fans are appreciating what he's bringing to the team and he got the standing ovation you know he was applauding around the stadium and maybe that was the more important thing for France to do rather than to get beat on on Yeah I don't know if that would, that was I'm just thinking I certainly wouldn't put it past him um, to just reinforce for McGregor for McGregor, McGregor's personal gain that you're the captain take the applause you know you've taken us through to the playoffs in Europa um, enjoy the acclaim and yeah it gives him a wee rest as well he plays, plays an awful lot of football the boy 
Yeah. So as I say, um, game generally kind of fizzled out at that point. But listen, you're three 0 up on the night. You're seven two in aggregate. It's very very natural. So you know, I think anyone in the stadium tonight would have been pleased. There's a number of things to be pleased about. So some great, you know, great play at times. Lovely to watch. I would say we maybe lacked a wee bit in terms of creating clear cut chances tonight. But that'll all come over time as people get. More confident we get that cutting edge up top. But obviously some really great stuff. I think Rodjic inspired for the most part uh, in the midfield. But one huge aspect, you know, particularly of tonight is this connection between the players and fans, which just ultimately was lost, you know, for obvious reasons last year, but not just for COVID. You know, there just seemed to be this huge disconnect and this frustration between players and fans at times. Now you've got the players, which, as discussed, they're all to a man working for you first and foremost. And Celtic fans always have and always will appreciate guys that will work for the shirt. Yeah, it's night and day. You know, all the stuff that went on last season in particular. And, you know, the, the the board can't escape with that. You know, obviously the CEO's changed and that's a positive thing. So let's let's just start afresh. But there is that, there is that connection again at the end. You know, much like Sunday, the fans came around and... Yeah, the fans, the players came around and applauded the fans. Ange came out and got a, an absolute roaring welcome mm-hmm. from the, the North Stand and from the, the Green Brigade as well. So those seem like, I mean, whether they're big or small, they're free to do and to take that kind of those kind of steps and reconnect with the fan base. It should always be the way at Celtic. Yeah. I think just on that note as well, there was a very poignant moment pre-match, uh, just before Celtic went into the huddle, where both sets of players actually... And, you know, along with the fans, took a minute to to applaud and to remember those who lost their lives during the last, you know, 16, 18 months through COVID. And it was, it was a quite a kind of touching and emotional moment, wasn't it? Oh, it definitely was. You know, and it, it being posted so when it was coming, but yeah, it still caught me by surprise just just how emotional that was. So, um, a nice moment and and good to to mark those that have uh, passed away. Yeah, it was the right thing to do, but it was a uh, you know. It was a good thing to do, and I'm glad the players and everyone else bought into it. And yeah, you know, kind of thoughts to anyone and everyone affected uh, during those times. So, just as we're starting to wrap up, James, obviously we had put our predictions for the game on the the show on Tuesday. I think they went live for us this week. I'd gone for five now, but excited. Sinky went for six now, really excited. You were a bit more tempered, although I think eventually you went for five one. Can't believe you doubted Joe Hart's ability to get a clean sheet for the boys. You were five one. I was five now. Is that right? Yeah. Can't believe I doubted Joe Hart's <laughs> ability to get a clean sheet for the boys. Um, but clean sheets are important, aren't they? Because um, that's what you build uh, defences on and that's what ultimately wins your league titles. Yeah, what was Ferguson's line? Strikers win your games, defences win your titles. Something like that. Yeah. 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 So confidence building. Yeah, I think so. And, and the thing is, and as much as we know we're probably going to replace Ralston and Taylor at some point moving forward, right now the back four and the goalie picks itself and that's good for for them as a unit moving forward, they you know they get more and more used to each other with each passing training session and with each passing game. So, you know that is a good thing. There's a bit of uh, continuity in the team at the moment. Uh, I probably don't agree with that. Um, I think it's continuity because we haven't signed the players we need to sign yet. You know, a big win at the weekend, uh, a win last week and a win this week doesn't disguise the fact that we've still got players in there that aren't the standard required to really drive this team on it's still left back right back area out striker in for me um, I know some folk are thinking about additional defenders additional midfielders I think that would be bonus stuff I think the essentials are your full backs and having your strike force settled 
Yeah, I know what you're saying there, James, but it's going to take a special, special, special player to get the Ralstonator out of that team. I'd have a shot at it. Yep. Next up is Hearts on Sunday. Any quick kind of thoughts or previews on that? Yeah, really, really looking forward to it. Um, if if we played Hearts tonight or at the weekend in the first league game of the season, it would be a different result. It's just a team that wasn't ready. It was just starting to gel. It was just starting to implement its new ideas. The pre-season matches were, you know, something. But competitive football is the only place you can tell who you've got and who you can rely upon. And they were just caught cold, I think, overall. You know, they, they didn't play terribly in that game. You did all the possession, all that kind of stuff. But just a couple of things weren't clicking. I think we'll roll all over the top of Hearts on Sunday. Score? 5-1. 5-1, I think 4-1, I think they've got a goal on them, somebody like Boyce or whatever, and you know maybe they'll take a chance, but I think Celtic will be convincing again, so it's great to see Celtic, three wins in a row now, 13 goals, so Celtic convincingly through to the Europa League playoff, next up on Sunday is Hearts in the Premier Sports League Cup, we'll be back with you then, and in the meantime, thanks for listening. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.